The Fast Lane. Oh, let's go to the former president. He's always good to tip us one. And he goes back to the races today, Tony Pike, with a couple of very nice fillies that we haven't seen for a wee while. I've had a little bit of a, a freshen, I guess. Um, Archaic Smile and Churchillian. Let's start with Archaic Smile, Tony. This is a, probably the race of the day for me uh, outside the Group 1. This breeder's stakes, there's some really high-class fillies in this race, isn't there? Yeah, I think the uh, two-year-old fillies have probably had more depth than the Colts this year, and I think there's some very, very good fillies, uh, two-year-old fillies, obviously. Uh, Veloce, uh, she's not in it, but uh, the top three in this race, you know, they do look uh, very progressive fillies, and um, I think it's going to set up for a really exciting season uh, in two uh, weeks' time. So I assume that's where you're really looking to have Archaic Smile buttoned down. What have you done with her since we saw her in Wellington, which was so impressive, the way she pinned her ears back in chase. So she's clearly got a good attitude. Yeah, no, she's a very tough professional filly. Uh, she had a week in the paddock after Wellington. She's come back in great order. Her work's been very pleasing. And, um, yeah, looking forward to today's race. A little bit of a steady gate. And obviously very hard to beat the locals on their home track. But uh, we'll be giving it uh, our best shot. Mate, what about um, Poetic Champion Pikey? Good morning to you. I thought he was really good in the Karaka Million. So, okay, I know he's got a, a, a tricky little <clears throat> tricky field today, but could he upset? Oh, look, he's probably good enough too, Mick. Um, I think they've got um, pretty big wraps on the favourite. Um, again, another horse on its own track will be hard to beat, but he was good in the Karaka Million. We Decided to go back. It was probably the wrong option in hindsight. Um, he still got caught four wide, no cover, but he was one of the few horses to cover ground and still close, you know, close and make uh, a lot of ground off the leaders on a you know, very on-pace day. So he couldn't really ask much more for his run on the crack a million. And yeah, look, if he can get a nice trip from a sticky gate, um, yeah, it's going to be pretty tactical sort of race. He's got the ability, obviously, to upset them. Mate. Chichillian's an interesting one because she's just in such good form. And I think last time we spoke to you, maybe going into Trentham, you said, well, it might have even been the start before that. You said she's in such good form, so we've kept her in. Um, she's back today. What, what, would you sort of, what sort of race are you targeting with Chichillian? And how forward would she be today um, to get a bit of this over 1,400? Because I thought the race really did set up for her. Yeah, it's a race that doesn't look a lot of tempo in, so she should get a nice trip either you know, leading or outside leader. Um, we gave her a really good freshen up after Wellington. She was pretty deep into her preparation. She'd had a lot of racing. Um, we haven't done a lot with her since, purposely to, to keep her on the fresher side. Um, obviously, uh, looking forward into the autumn. Um, but she's forward enough to be competitive. She, she always tries hard and very honest mare. So um, I'm sure she'll run well again today, but she's definitely not screwed down for this race. Um, we're just going to give her a good chance of getting to the Tierra Brutus Stakes you know, if she continues to improve. Hey, Pikey, interesting race is the last race on the card. You've got Val Dezoldo, who I thought was okay last time at Tahira Nikau. It's actually quite a nice field, this. I mean, I think with Snazzy Tavi in there and the bottom horse um, jolted, I think it's a pretty decent for this grade type of race. Where's she at? Because she always seems to be in the fight, but she hasn't won a lot of fights. No, she's um, taken a long time to to sort of get right this preparation. Her coat was uh, sort of off through the early stages of it. And um, look, it, it was a sound run at Teheranikau. Um, she probably held up a touch come to the corner. And yeah, it was it was OK. Um, it was a decent pass mark. But I think up to the 2,000 metres with Opie aboard, 
uh, she should be peaking, and um, she's drawn to get a lovely trip just in behind. But it looks like a pretty solid tempo on paper, so look, it's um, not D-Day for her. I think there's sort of probably some improvement left in her, but you'd expect her to, uh, you know, to be going close today anyway, but as you said, it is a competitive rating 75 field. And, mate, Cheryl Dior, she's um, in another pretty competitive 75 field, which is fresh today. Uh, are we watching her go around, or could she get a bit of it at a price? Oh, look, I'd suggest you're probably watching her go around, but, um, you know, these quality staying sort of horses fresh up can sometimes surprise. Uh, but she'll get back from that uh, gate, and uh, as long as she's making you know, good ground late and strong through the line, we'll be more than happy going forward. She hasn't raced, obviously, since the Queensland Oaks, which was a fair while ago, and, um, you know, she's only going to improve off whatever she does today. Okay, outstanding. Thank you, Tony. There's Tony Pike there. Let's uh, bounce straight across to Peter Williams, and we'll start at Matter Matter, where uh, we can talk about St. Alice, who goes into that nice staying race there, the uh, Kaimai Stakes. Morning, Peter. How are you, and how's St. Alice doing this morning? Yeah, no, I think everything's all right. She's at, um, she's at home, and I'm, I'm in a tacky, so... Um, Dawn's in charge of St. Alice, so, um, but no, I, I think she's all right, yeah, I'd like to have drawn in a wee bit closer, but it is what it is, so we'll, she'll probably go forward from a draw. She's in a she's in a little bit of form, isn't she? So it's a nice enough yeah. race for her. Well, she gets a chance today, doesn't she? Yeah, she does, yeah, yeah, she does. And she's, she raced well at Taranaki, it was a good run, really, on a, on a wet track, so uh, no, we're happy with her. Um, Peter, how did good morning to you? How did Desert Lightning travel down? Perfect. Yeah, it's um, actually travelled. He never sweated. It's the first time he's been on a float and hasn't had a sweat. So no, he's travelled good. He's he's calm and he's ate up well last night and been for a walk this morning. And um, no, I can't fault him. I thought one of the biggest threats could be if the rain had turned up overnight and just made Barrier One a bit tricky. But clearly that hasn't happened. So I would have thought. Things look almost perfect for him today. Yeah, look, a, a, a couple of horses got about about six or so, and I was quite impressed with the track. And it, it sounded good, and, and um, they, they all um, they all seemed to be pretty happy with it. All the judges there that knew the track, so no, it's been it's overcast, but the rain hasn't come, and hopefully it doesn't. Do you think there's any chance? At all, Peter, because he had such a high cruising speed that he could be in front, or do you see him as a horse who's more likely from barrier one to sit in a trail? Look, I'll leave it to Vinny. He knows he. Um, he'll, he'll jump. He'll, he'll jump away from the gate, and uh, El Vincador will probably come round. Um, he'll he'd probably lead. I can see this trailing, um, but we'll just I'll just leave that to Vinny. Hey Peter, just we were just having a chat about the premierships earlier and having a look at some strike rates. You and Dawn are um, having a super year, aren't you? With four point three three. I mean, you guys are always you know smaller team, but striking pretty pretty well. Um, it just seems like the the horses are all in good form. Do you feel that? Is is it just business as usual, or are you guys um, a little bit more positive than usual, or what's going on there? Oh no, I think we've just got a nice little team around us. Um... We've got a lot of young horses, um, so uh, some of the older horses have gone. Um, no, look, it's just you never know. As horse training, it's yeah, we good runs and your bad runs, but it just seem to be having a good run. Yeah, nice enough little trot with some nice horses. And so you, might, good you, to see, you mate. might be having a run at Caulfield in a couple of weeks, Peter. You, you're still pretty keen on that. 
Oh, I'm very keen on it, but we'll get through today, see what happens today. And, and uh, as you know, I keep everything sort of pretty low-key. Um, let the horse do the talking, but if he goes well today, there's no reason why he shouldn't go. Do you reckon you actually, who keeps things more low-key, Mick? Peter Williams or King Kelso? Both old school, but I tell you what, it won't be low-key if you get to Australia. The All-Star Mile for four million, they'll be bringing all the Aussies will be trying to get Peter to say stuff he doesn't want to say. It'll be good fun to watch. Well, it's all right. Yeah, the, the, the next bloke on the line's had a bit of practice at it, Peter. You'll get there. Uh, thanks, mate. Good to, good to chat to you this morning. No worries. Thank you. Bye. There you go. We'll go Peter Williams straight to King Kelso. You understand what it's like training these these hype machines, don't you, Ken? You, you, you know what it's like. Had a bit of practice at it nowadays? Yeah, a bit of practice. So is Pete, actually. So, uh, yeah, we're both very similar in our operations. So, yeah, no, I had a bit of practice. Well, I tell you what, Ken, you've got another hype machine because when they come out and win by nine and a half lengths on debut, and confession here, I did back Alabama last, so I, I am half in love with her. Um, the height's pretty justified, and look, Ken, I would think she's not going to need to run much quicker for an extra 100 metres to be the horse to beat today. No, it was a very impressive performance, Mick, but, you know, it's not a step up today. Um, uh, no, we're going to get a, get a line today on where we sit, you know, we three-year-old, uh, two-year-old fillies, so be interesting race. I think a lot of people who back her at the short odds are going to want her to lead, and Sam Spratt's so good at firing them out of the gates. But both her trials showed me that she can come from off the speed if she needs to. Do you want to see her using that advantage hard up against the aluminium in front and catch me if you can? Oh, we'll just uh, leave that up to Sam, really. I mean, uh, as you say, at the trials, she has taken a sit, but she's drawn one, so it uh, depends. If you know if someone wants to go crazy and take her on, I'm sure she would just drop a bit and uh, be happy to sit on the trail. But uh, we'll have a chat before the race and uh, see what uh, how the pattern of the day is and things like that. And But, uh, no, she's pretty adaptable. She's not a tear away, so... Uh, you know, I think, as you said, the trial, she's taken the set. Ken, I've had people ask me this, and I don't know the answer, but I, I, we've spoken to you before about you and Bev having a knack for training the fillies, and you, you get on with them, and you always have a small and select team. What's the story with Alabama Lass? How did you come to care for her? Uh, well, the owners has raced by a um, couple of great guys, um, Eddie Tynan and Maury uh, uh, um, Dunn. Uh, they had Shoshone with us and uh, said, we'll go go to Cracker and find another filly after Shoshone had finished. So went up to Cracker with 140 to spend and got blown out of the water all the time. Um, the thing we, I liked uh, sort of made more money. So uh, I said, well, let's look around Melbourne. So the day after the, after the Australian Guineas, I trekked out to uh, Oak Bank and... Dean Hawthorne had done the groundwork a couple of days before and gave me a short list and uh, I fell in love with this filly and we got it for 120 Australians. So, yeah, it took a punt on a first season sire, but uh, you always do that, but they look like they go good. So that's how we acquired her. He can leave a horse, can't he, Alabama Express? They they stand over a bit of ground and they, I like the way they stand up. They, they're good-looking things. Hey, I'll tell you who leaves a good-looking horse, Deep Impact. Um, champion Japanese, so we haven't seen many of those in this part of the world, but you've got one of the last today, Jolted. 
And I would have thought stepping up to 2,000 metres will be absolutely perfect for her, Ken. Yeah, Sarge had her in Sydney and um, GSA Bloodstock, Jonathan Munn, sent her over here to try and get some some black type. She, um, she won once at Newcastle, uh, over 2,100 metres. Um, they threw her on the deep end in the AJC Oaks. She struck a wet track and she probably, as even Sarge, she, she was probably, you know, 12 months away from doing that. Um, so, yeah, she was a $900,000 yearling. The mother won two oaks. Uh, so she did sit star and um, she won nicely over a mile at Tauranga. So it'd be very interesting stepping her up today. Ken, appreciate it, mate. Uh, good luck today. Um, actually, Joe, how long do we have? 20 seconds? 30 seconds? Ken, Ken's, Ken's quick. Uh, uh, 30 seconds. My Annie Bell, it's my bad. I, I've rambled on too much this morning. Ken, my Annie Bell, how's she, how's she this morning? Yeah, no, good. Drawn nice, going to advantage. Uh, she'll get a nice trip, bit of speed in the race. Uh, she's flying in the work, so very happy. And Ken, okay. Legato's good to go next week? Yep, a week after Mick. So a week after my apologies. Yep. Too soon, yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't turn up next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she's fine. Yeah, an exhibition gallop at Matter Matter races on Thursday with Malastock. Okay, beautiful. Ken Kelso.